is episode 21 of Western New York Brews, Buffalo's Beer and Brewing Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Fast Brewing, the makers of the Fast Rack, Fast Ferment, and Fast Label products. You can find their products at fastbrewing.com. I got a Fast Rack a couple of years ago for Father's Day. We're going to be talking to them about other Father's Day gifts coming up. But this is episode 21 and we are at the Hamburg Brewing Company for the Farm to Pint event put on by Hamburg Brewing Company and the Buffalo Niagara Brewers Association. So we're going to jump right into this. It's an event uh, where the local brewers put together beers using New York ingredients. So the first interview you're about to hear is Johnny Russo Jr., one of the owners of Hamburg Brewing Company, Willard Brooks, the president of the Buffalo Niagara Brewers Association, and then we bring on a local hop grower and two local maltsters to talk about the ingredients that are going into the beers today at Farm to Pint. After that, we'll listen to a bunch of the brewers describe their beers and the ingredients that went into it. And one of the fun things about this is you can still find a lot of these beers on tap year-round at the breweries. So, so let's get right into it with Johnny Russo Jr., from Hamburg Brewing Company with Willard Brooks from the Buffalo Niagara Brewers Association, Gary, a local hop grower, and the guys from New York Craft Malt and from Niagara Malt. John, this was your brainchild here? Uh, I think it was more a combination of the two of us, really. really. Yeah, I think well, the way that I would, so the way I, the way I remember this work. event is that the Buffalo Niagara Brewers Association started, and I had this idea that the Buffalo Niagara Brewers Association would have some component of supply chain of helping local uh, farms that are growing barley and other grains and malt and, uh, and hops uh, to kind of help them, you know, get more attention. And uh, Hamburg Brewing Company is one of two farm breweries in Western New York. I, I think there's only, maybe there's more than two now. I think there's, I think, I think Rusty Nichols, a farm brewery, there's a couple others now, but, and we were sitting around with Johnny and uh, Ted Hawley from uh, New York Craft Mall and Bob Johnson from Niagara Mall and Bill Verbaden from Cornell Cooperative Extension. They were saying, what can we do to do something to do to help this grow? And all these breweries are small and new. And we, we kind of concluded that we couldn't do anything like really economically big to make it happen. Yeah. So we decided that we would do something to promote the awareness on the consumer level for the fact that beer can be made 100% in Western New York. Or, or New York State, and and so that's that's how this started. And we took it uh, from a perspective uh, with the brewers that you know this isn't something they do every day. They don't work with some of these ingredients every day, so it's a little more difficult. Yeah. So they create a beer they've never made before, uh, just to have some fun with it. And we carry the fun into you know we do all the work for the event. The brewers can come hang out and enjoy themselves instead of pouring beer for once. That, that's the other angle that we put on it. So. I see that too. Everyone's yeah. having a good time. And that's the point. We don't want to try to do too much work today. You know what? It's, uh, <laughs> it's like brewer's holiday. Yeah. The brewing industry is, com- is, is composed of brewers who make beer. It's also composed of, of lots of different other businesses. And they all can, you know, so the, the jobs that can be created by the brewing industry are, are not only from the actual making of beer, but there's the, the agricultural side of it that comes from growing barley and growing hops. And, and to have the uh, monsters back here in Western New York. There are, there, are, like there, are, there are several of them here right now. Did you? Have you I haven't talked to them. No. Uh, I definitely will introduce you to them. Uh, there's Gary. There's Gary, Gary grows hops 15 minutes from here. We, we buy a bunch of hops from him. Are you a hop grower? I am. Yeah. Where are you? Um, right down the road in Collins. Collins here. 
What, what do you got, acreage? What are you doing? Um, we've got about a half an acre. So we started off a little bit smaller than that, and now we're up to a half an acre. And uh, we're continually growing a little bit by bit. Yeah. What kind of hops you got growing out there? Uh, right now we're at uh, we're doing Cascade, uh, Willamette, Newport, and Nugget. So nice. a cu- couple of uh, aromas, couple of uh, of uh, bittering. Excuse really me. spreading it out. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of uh, trying to get a feel for what grows good here and and um, and what the brewers want. Yeah, yeah. So getting a feel for it. It's great. Uh, my name's Ted Hawley, and I. Uh, own and head malster at New York Craft Malt in Batavia. Buffalo has a rich uh, history of uh, malting, and uh, yeah. but uh, grow, growing it and uh, has been a key factor. Uh, I think that malting company was uh, going until their mid-80s, but they were importing all their grains from out west. Okay. So I think we, Buffalo did have a malt house until uh, mid-80s, I think, and uh, but they were importing the grains. So this new resurgence is, you know, with the craft malsters are, uh, we're actually growing it now in New York. Nice. So, and malting it. Thank you. Are you, are you both the same? This is uh, my, my, my fellow malster. My fellow malster. How are you doing? Niagara Malt in uh, Niagara a, County. That's such a cool title, Maltster. Maltster, yeah. Well, had Maltster as well. Nice. And actually, it, it is derived from Maltster. Because as the grain germinates, you've got to continually stir it so it doesn't grow together and form a mat. So in order to kind of even out the heat in the in the germinating grain bed, yeah. you got to get in there and stir it. So malt stirrers became maltsters. Is this something you used to do in like your ovens? Well, like you you're know, at home, you're germinating the. Home brewers, you know, who are, who are interested in that. The other thing is, they really like to play with sex. <laughs> well, it's now nowadays, you know, with larger batches. Yeah. Um, I still stir by hand, but larger larger producers will use automated stirring augers. Yeah. Kind of screw systems that bring the grains up from the bottom and redeposit them at the top, because you got to think about. As these grains are sprouting, they're respiring and building up a lot of heat and CO2. So you want to kind of homogenize the heat in the bed. You want to make sure it's fluffed up sufficiently so you have air circulating through. And, you know, the germination process goes for about four days. And over that time, those little rootlets, if they're not stirred up and agitated a little bit, they'll just grow together and you'll just have a solid mat. Yeah. And that's, you need dynamite to, to blow it out of yeah. They don't keep it uh, fluffed up. So you, what are you producing? What kind of malts you got? Well, my, my main malt is um, a Pilsner, okay. a lighter malt. I do pale malts and Vienna-style malts. And some stewed malt known as a caravienne, a caramel type of uh, Vienna malt. And Ted here does... Uh, Well, I I make a really nice pale, a light Munich. Uh, We're making about 14 different malts now. We're doing the... Uh, we're doing some uh, roasted malts, light, medium, and dark roast. We're making some crystals, chocolates. I'm also uh, malting wheat, rye, uh, some oats. Uh, so, and we're doing some really nice smoked malts as well. We've got about different eight, eight maybe eight different kinds of wood uh, to smoke 
I made smoke some malt. So we, do you do anything direct to consumer? Like, can somebody come out? And I do get, sell to home brewers. Yeah, yeah, twenty pounds or something. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Nothing's too small or too large of an order. Awesome. Yeah. I I usually for home brewers yeah. I I sell malt through Niagara Traditions. Oh okay. So if so, I go up, I can talk to them and say I want something local. I want. Yeah, talk to Bert, yeah. um, and he'll set you up with, they buy uh, Pilsner and Pale Malt there. Excellent. Or they, I sell it to them, and then they will, um, you know, do whatever volume you want. Mark Five pounds, ten pounds, whatever, yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're a wealth of information. Yeah. They will really help you out in terms of brewing techniques and, yeah. and uh, hints. I, thank you, guys, really. So let's start talking to the brewers. Now you heard uh, Johnny Russo Jr. talking about the event, saying it's it's kind of a, a day off for the brewers where they bring their beer and they hang out and they talk to everybody else and people enjoy the beer. It was a free event and tickets were were inexpensive, $20 for eight tasting glasses. And they were, they were good sized glasses, but there were about 16 to 17 beers on tap. And I was able to talk to probably half of the brewers there. Again, everyone was was in and out and enjoying the day and, and in groups having conversations. I didn't necessarily want to interrupt people, although that's one of the things I'm really good at is just interrupting people. But I wanted to give you the list and the full list, if you want to read more about these, is at the Buffalo Niagara Brewers Association.org website. And you can look at the beer list for the 2016 Farm to Pint event at Hamburg Brewing Company. But Hamburg, the home uh, brewery, the host brewery, had a Blackberry Goza. Community Beer Works brought a pale ale. Resurgence had a cucumber saison. Flying Bison had a Seneca had their Seneca saison. Forty Two North had the Farm to Pint Berliner Weiss. Four Mile had the Reap Volume Three Wheat Ale. Old First Ward had the Therapy Session Pale Ale. Twelve Gates brought their Sweet Orange Summer Ale. That was one of the beers that I didn't get a chance to taste. That one kicked very quickly. It was from twelve to eight p.m. Uh, but it was very crowded throughout the whole day. So that one I ended up missing uh, by the time I got there at about 4 o'clock. Woodcock Brothers had a Pilsner. Uh, Ellicottville Brewing had their Sky High Rye IPA. Rusty Nickel had a Hard Red French Saison. Southern Tier had the Backburner Barley Wine coming in at 10.5%, the strongest of the beers on tap that day. Big Ditch Brewing had the Niagara Wild. Uh, you can hear me talking to Matt from Big Ditch about the yeast for that, actually collected here from Western New York. 5 and 20 Spirits and Brewing had their Rye Pale Ale. Rusty Nickel had a Hard Red Saison. New York Beer Project was planning a Saison with cherries, but ended up, instead of cherries, of fermenting it on top of rosemary and sage which gave it a really cool herbal quality. And Gordon Biersch had a Pilsner on cask, which they took their Pilsner, dry hopped it with Cascade hops from Niagara hops and threw it in a cask and brought it there. So listen to the brewers I was able to talk to. Check out these beers at the brewery. Go to buffaloniagarabrewersassociation.org and I'll talk to you again to close this out at the end of the episode after these interviews. So you got the Lackawanna Lager today? We do, yes. We have our Lackawanna Lager, which we brew year-round at Pan American Grill and Brewery right in the basement of the Hotel Lafayette. Uh, and we actually brew it year-round with uh, malt from Niagara Craft Malt. So all year it's a, a New York State product, which is pretty cool. Um, but we figured it would be a great beer to show case at an event like this today so you know we we originally when we opened the pan am we brewed our light beer we called it city of light as a, as okay. a tribute to buffalo uh, and it was a golden ale and so they told me they wanted to change the name to lackawanna lager and i said that's fine but we're gonna make it a lager then if, instead of an ale and 
and they were like, well, that's up to you. You figure that out. So I said, okay. And uh, basically, we uh, we started brewing it as Lackawanna Lager, and we truly lager it right right in our brewery, let it sit for uh, six to eight weeks before it gets on draft. Um, and then I had the idea, you know, hey, we there's a lot of local malt around. Lackawanna Lager has a real strong tie to Western New York. Why don't we brew this beer and make it a New York State beer in addition to being a, um, a lager? And, and so we uh, reached out to Bob over at Niagara Craft Malt and started brewing it with his Pilsner malt that he makes. And uh, it's been going great ever since. So, Where are so, the hops from? Uh, the hops are just, uh, we use German imported hops. Right? All right. So, oh, for a lager. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no New York State hops in it. Um, the varieties that are being grown around here don't necessarily work really well for a lager. So um, we try to stick with the authentic German side for, for that aspect. And, and we go all the way up to about 35% of the grain bill for the um, for the malt. So uh, we make up for the lack of hops in there with a little extra malt there. So, so we brought a, a farmhouse saison. We used about nearly 100% local malt from Niagara Craft Malt from Bob Johnson. It's a, a combination of Pilsner. Vienna, Caribbean malt, and then um, we, we aged it uh, after fermentation on rosemary and sage. We wanted to make kind of that herbally saison, so you know it's a relatively um, you know light to medium body beer, moderate alcohol strength. It's kind of a nice herbally character to kind of go along with you know the typical characteristics of that kind of French saison yeast strain, right? So kind of that citrusy, uh, herbally kind of like peppery notes you get from saison. So it's just kind of you know, very easy drinking beer. So you bought the cast today. Yeah, we've got the, our Czech Bolzer that we brew at Gordon Biersch and dry hopped it with local Cascade hops from Niagara Malting. Nice. So, yeah. are, you, are you hearing people talking about it? Is it, is it going over well? Uh, I think so. I see them pouring from it. Uh, you know, there's like 16-something beers to choose from. So, yeah. And we're still early on, so I think people are just kind of making their way down the list right now. But, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, it's on my list to try today. Yeah, I think I think we'll, definitely people are trying it. I think people are confused because it's a cask. I've never had a cask pilsner. Oh yeah, it's uh, uh you know. It's, now why why would you cask a pilsner? I I was just trying what, to choose. What you're gonna get out of that? I was trying to choose a beer I already had and to dry hop to showcase the local hops. All right, kind of the idea. That's exciting then. Thank you. Yeah. Hi, Pal-Ala. I haven't yeah. tried that yet. Yeah, Rye, it's um it's nice we do uh, we're right from um, we get our grain we had, we actually grew some of the rye on our property right out front. Yeah. Then we get some other the other rye we use. We use the same rye as we use for the rye whiskey in the beer. Obviously we use well, for the rye whiskey we do um, some malted and some raw. For the beer we're doing all malted of course. And this guy named Chad Schofield, who's a local farmer around us, um, he grows a grain for us on, on spec and, and manages the crop in front of our place, which is kind of nice. He also does some corn for us for that we use in our cream ale and um, some of the he grows some of the barley that we get malted uh, through Queen City malting. It's great. Yeah, and then the um, when it comes to hops, uh, 
the Claro guys, the Cornell Extension Lab guys, yeah. they've been, um, they've been, we've been, we got some hops from them, and we're like, we're actually, uh, we're gonna help like grow this kind of quality program for some of the New York growers. Yeah. So like, getting getting the quality of the hops where they need to be, getting um, getting that going, I, I think is gonna be really helpful for the industry and everything. Um, I really am. This this is the first time I'm doing the farm to pint thing, and I love it because it's like a super fun event. I don't have to come set up all my stuff. I just yeah. have to come bring a keg and like nice. enjoy. Uh, what we brought today was our uh, cucumber saison, which we used with um, Ted Holly's uh, Western New York Craft Malting Munich Malt. Uh, we used uh, that as our base, and then we uh, dry fruit or dry vegetabled it with uh, cucumbers to give yeah. it that subtle cucumber note, and then we uh, dry hopped it with uh, sriracha ace to coincide the dill pickle and the cucumber and the refreshing. We just wanted to make a very refreshing beer that you could have in the summer, low ABV, to really accentuate the malts and the cucumbers. And then the, the sriracha ace really came up uh, well. well no, I don't like cucumbers. Is yeah. This, is this something I should stay away from, or you think? No, a lot of people say they don't like cucumber beers, and they're yeah. very uh, they're very pleased with it. It's, uh, right. it's, it's, it's there, but it's subtle. And uh, again, with the dry hopping in it, it, uh, it almost balances well with the dill pickle and... Um, the uh, I don't know refreshing cucumber note. It's it's you know it's just nice. it tastes well. They play well together. So you say cucumber and I go nah I don't want to try it. Then you say dill pickle like well yeah I, I want to try. Trust it. it's one of those beers that you just have to try and to understand what the taste is. All right, so. what you bring today please? All right, so we brought a beer called Niagara Wild. Actually, uh, it uses local malt from and local hops from Niagara malt. Yeah. And this beer is actually brewed with both local malt, local hops, local water, obviously. Of course. And the local yeast and bacteria. Um, we did a project called Bidwell Wild where we brewed using uh, all natural Western New York uh, yeast and bacteria. Yeah. We released that a couple months ago. We harvested some of the dregs, the yeast bacteria from that, scaled it up and threw it in this beer too. We turned this around pretty quick. A month for a beer like this is, is tough to do, but yeah. it came out pretty nice. The flavor is really nice. It's, uh, I did have it, and I thought it was going to be a little funky. And it wasn't. It's it more. Was, it's more sour. It was really beautiful. Yeah, it's more sour than uh, than funk. It just and that's just the, the nature of what we harvested. You know, when you yeah. do a beer like that, you can't really exactly control a, how things go, especially yeah. when you try to do it quickly. But it came out nice, though. It was, it was very tasty. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. What you got? For our uh, North 425 Pilsner, it's pretty solid. Um, we used our Niagara malts that Matt's been using for a while now, and. Uh, what else did we use? Truck sauce, pretty tasty. Um, you know what? When we first started this, um, I was tasting it, and I was like, okay, this is solid. Like, I can taste the difference between using hops and malt that have been around for years. Yeah. I can taste the New York style of it, and like, I thought it was pretty solid. But now tasting it here, it's delicious. Yeah. I'm actually very happy with how it uh, came along over the past couple weeks. So you might have noticed that I accidentally missed a Lackawanna lager there from uh, Pan Am and Pearl Street had their Lackawanna lager. And that brings episode 21 to a conclusion. On episode 22, I want to make sure you are listening because we are talking to John Palmer about water and specifically Buffalo water. We sent John Palmer a copy of our Buffalo water report and asked him about brewing certain styles using our buffalo water here and what we should do to our water, what our water generally looks like. So that is not an episode that you want to miss. That's going to be episode 22 coming out next week. It's me and Clay at 42 North. And once again, thank you to Fast Brewing 
fastbrewing.com. Check out fastbrewing.com where they make the fast ferment, they make the fast rack, and the fast label. Everything they have either makes your brew day smoother, cleaner, faster, or cheaper. So <laughs> Father's Day is coming up. Go to fastbrewing.com. Check us out on episode 22 next week. Go to wnybrews.com forward slash episode 21 for this episode. Check us out on Twitter. Go to Drink This Buffalo to leave us a voicemail about what we should be drinking. And once again, thank you to the Rearview Ramblers for the use of their song, You Can't Buy a Beer with Condolences, which we're going to close on right now. If you go to rearviewramblers.com, you can see their upcoming gigs, including the opening of 12 Gates on June 4th. So thank you for listening. This is West New York Brews. We'll see you on the next episode. Because you can't.